Hello again and welcome to my podcast. Excuse my voice if it sounds a bit um, different. I've had a cold the past couple of days and uh, just getting over it. I'm recording this on Friday, which is the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. And the whole of September is dedicated to Our Lady under this title. So my prayer for all of you who listen to my podcasts and those who listen today is that Our Lady will draw you more and more into understanding how our own sorrows and our own sufferings can be joined through hers to those of Christ. Christ doesn't inflict suffering on us because he wants to hurt us, but rather because he invites us to join our sufferings with his and so obtain peace and meaning and also all the graces that he wants to give us and that he may use our sufferings along with his immense sufferings and also his so such valuable sufferings for the salvation of the world and for the good of the church. <clears throat> I've titled this podcast The Debt We Owe and it's linked, of course, to the gospel reading of today's Mass. Throughout my years as a priest, I've become firmly convinced that each human person is engaged in a spiritual battle. I estimate that most people do not realise this, and most seem to go about living, focusing on the things of this world. However, my priestly ministry has brought me face to face with the power of evil in a number of ways through people being bound by serious, sinful habits that their willpower cannot seem to break, in people's lives that are disrupted and broken by an almost enslavement to pleasure, and in some who are really oppressed by the demonic because of fortune-tellers and other occult practices. Because it helps me a lot as a priest, I read and listen to the experiences of exorcists, those priests who have been entrusted by their bishop with what seems to be a growing ministry, that of freeing people from the tragic influence of Satan and his demons. One of the exorcists that I read and listen to often is Monsignor Stephen Rossetti of Washington, D.C., and recently he wrote in one of his blog posts about this experience. <clears throat> he says, An important part of the process of expelling demons is making the afflicted person an unwelcome host for evil. This means not only closing any doors to the demonic, but also making the person as holy a vessel as possible for the divine. Recently, one of our exorcists was interrogating the demons in a young man, forcing them to recognise that they were no longer welcome. The exorcist said, Why don't you go into his heart right now and feel the holiness of our Lord's presence and tell me who his heart belongs to? Feel our Lord's presence. And then there were blood-curdling screams from the demons. The exorcist said, Who is in his heart? In Jesus' name, say it. 
And the demons replied, No one. There is no one there. There is nothing there. The exorcist replied, Why don't you check again? And then there were more screams from the demons. The exorcist continued, It looks like there is something there because you are screaming. The demons replied, There is nothing there. I am fine. The exorcist said, Why don't you go back again? There were more screams and then whimpers. The exorcist said, In the holy name of Jesus, is our Lord there in his heart? The demons replied, Yes. The exorcist said, His heart belongs to him, doesn't it? The demon said, Yes. The exorcist replied, And it doesn't belong to you, right? The demon said, Right. And a burst of obscene language followed. Monsignor Rossetti goes on to explain that we who are made in God's image and have Christ dwelling in us through baptism, holy communion, confession and sanctifying grace are a terror to the evil one. He cannot stand being in the presence of Christ. So many people are afraid of Satan, Monsignor Rossetti said. Indeed, Satan encourages this fear and feeds off it. But when we, the sons and daughters of God, come to realise our true dignity and the indwelling of Christ, it is Satan who is afraid of us. So now I continue. In short, we have nothing to fear when Christ dwells in our heart. So now let's turn our attention to the Gospel reading. In the heart of the servant who had been forgiven all his debt by his master, there was huge unforgiveness. He could not forgive his fellow servant, although he had received such mercy and forgiveness himself. The amount that the unforgiving servant owed his master was a sum in our terms of billions, that's with a B, billions of dollars. He could not repay it in his entire lifetime. Yet he could not forgive a fellow servant for a debt that would take a month or so to pay off. Quite rightly, we react to the injustice of this situation. But if we look at it, not just from a human's perspective, but also from a spiritual one, which our Lord would want us to do, then we begin to understand that the outpouring of God's mercy cannot penetrate the heart of someone who cannot forgive another person. Now we all know that forgiving someone else is usually hard, but there's a difference between wanting to forgive and it taking prayer and time to do so and refusing to forgive. The heart of someone who refuses to to forgive is closed. It is hard, like that of the unforgiving servant. It is the opposite of the heart of that young man who was being freed from the demons, as Monsignor Rossetti related. The way to ensure that our hearts are not closed and hard 
is to regularly confess our sins and thereby open our hearts to God's grace. Of course, we can do this every day by saying the act of contrition, especially before we go to bed. But Christ gave us a sacrament that does this perfectly. And we know this as the sacrament of penance, confession or reconciliation. Now to use this sacrament regularly, sorry, not to use this sacrament regularly, means missing out on that grace which makes the demons afraid of us. And it shows a lack of gratitude to Christ who wants us always to be in his friendship, in what is called the state of grace. Now I say these words not just to you, but to myself. I must go to confession as well to receive these graces, especially so that in my priestly work to combat evil and sin, in whatever way I am called to do it, that it might be effective and that I might be shielded from the evil that I face. One last thought. St Paul reminds us in today's epistle that we are the Lord's. Each of us has been purchased by the blood of Christ, shed for us on the cross. And so we owe Christ a debt. And that's the title of the podcast. And it is a debt that we can never, never fully repay. But Christ accepts our love, Christ accepts our sorrow for our sins, and places us firmly under his protection and that of his most holy mother and of all the saints. Indeed, as we said in the psalm, our heart and our soul must bless the Lord and we must never forget all his blessings. Laudato Jesus Christus.